Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is a Shares for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons, questions answered. I was interviewing Andrew Page of Strawman on the 24th of April this year. It was on the day that Blue Scope Steel announced a significant earnings upgrade. I used this opportunity to create this quick tip to find out about Andrew's thoughts on what it meant, why he doesn't invest in companies that are exposed to commodities, what the fundies are doing once this news comes out, and more importantly, the immediate effect on the share price. Okay, so let's have a, a, a quick look at a, a case that just came up this morning. Okay. Okay. We should uh, date stamp this. We're recording on Monday, the 24th of April, day before Anzac Day in 2023. We're most probably two of the two, few people still working today. It <laughs> only dawned on me this morning that, wait a sec. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this announcement came, I read in the paper, and it's about Blue Scope, Blue Scope Steel. Now, Blue Scope significantly raises second half EBIT, earnings before interest and tax guidance, to between 700 and $770 million dollars. Um, the new guidance is above the prior range of $480 million to $550 million. Whoa, what an upgrade. That's a pretty good upgrade, isn't it? Yeah, because of steel prices. Yep. So I'm um, just not so... And you know nothing about Blue Scope. You don't own Blue Scope. I don't. I've got a yep. small holding in yep. Blue Scope, which is why um, uh, it was of interest to me. Yep. And... What happens now? What what I mean, are these analysts running around now putting these numbers in their yes, spreadsheets? Absolutely. This is what's happening, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. There's there's two lessons to take from this. I think the first one is this happens all the time. So it it means that for me once <laughs> shame on you. For me twice, shame on me. Companies too often, I think, give guidance to the market because the market demands it. Mm. And I say, what could I have possibly have a problem with that? Is Well, the reality is that people inside the business running a show don't know what's going to happen over the next year. It's different if you've got a high retention subscription kind of business. That's pretty easy to forecast. When you're a commodity operator like Blue Scope, you tell me what the price of steel is going to be next year. I don't know. Nobody knows. Ask the so CEO. Yeah. He'll have an opinion. Mm. He'll have a better opinion than me. And he's going to give guidance on that opinion. But we've, we've just, this is the first lesson to take from this, isn't everyone just jumps to, oh, now it's going to be this. Like, well, no, no, no. They were, prior to today, they were saying this figure. That was their best guess. And this isn't to laugh at them or to be anything like that. It's just to say, these are guesses. Okay, so that's, that's the first thing <laughs> to take into account. Um, analysts will be running around, and I haven't seen the share price today, but I assume there's a big, it's gone up. Well, Quite let's, a have, bit. let's have a quick look while you talk. Okay, so well, so I, I, yeah. I bet it's gone up. And 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 what they, it's not so. Here's the maths. When you do those discounted cash flows that all these analysts will be doing, is that again think of the definition: the sum total of all cash flows from here till eternity for this business. If they double their profit this year, more than what you're expecting, but everything else is the same. When you add it all together, it's actually not going to change the valuation too much. Mm. Uh, this was the classic COVID was the example of this, where it's sort of like there was a 
disaster for a lot of companies for that particular year, particularly if you're in retail or travel or something like that. But none of them went to zero, even though their sales often went to zero for that. Because, well, there are other periods in which we sort of expect it to come back. So to answer your question, yes, people will be adjusting their formulas with the new figure for for this full year. And that should have a small impact, even though that's a very big lift in profit. Mm. Again, when you do the mass, but where it where it probably yields a bigger output than you might expect is because it will taint the view of other periods as well. It's like, wow, they're going to do this much this year. Geez, maybe the year after they can do a little bit more. So it sort of shifts that expectation up. What is the share price? It's down. It's down. <laughs> what are we at? Oh, okay. Yeah. Minus 0.14. So it's flat. Basically. It's just very flat. Yeah. It so what is that? Like, that's, exci- yeah, it hasn't excited the market. What's, what's going on there? I, I think the only rational explanation of that is, well, more or less, the market would already cottoned on to the fact. Analysts who focus on steel companies know what the price of steel is. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so, so it's gone up from, hang on a sec, just, just to, I'm just going in the share price very quickly. So from in January, it was worth $17 and now it's, um, what, $20 and yeah. something. Yeah. So they've come out and confirmed what the analysts have, the analysts have they've been They've been looking ahead. Oh, and look, seen, still, look, they've, we think. So this is when they say the, the um, that is baked into the price. Baked into the price. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And so whenever you see those, that's often gets, it comes up in earnings season all the time. Wait a second, the company had a really strong result and the share price went down. Or it was a terrible result and the share price went up. That's no, because analysts expected more. Is it? Know? It's not a yeah. question of good or bad. Is it better or worse than expected? Yeah. The market is always looking forward. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's a great and example. So, but, but some of these analysts would have been looking at the steel prices and yeah. factoring in these figures. Yep prior to this yep. and possibly expecting that they're going to do well, you know, and they're going in January and buying at $17. Yeah. Yeah. Now, by the way, plenty of, let's not give them too much credit. There'd be plenty of other analysts who, who just didn't see that coming, or mm. maybe they saw it coming, but you know, they were so early. It was the equivalent of being wrong in that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah. it's, it's, there's a there's a self-fulfilling prophecy of some description that, that comes yeah. in. If I was an investor in Blue Scope, I would be looking at that and it's just like I'd be happy for that news. It's better than a downgrade. Yeah. But it's again, it's what really matters is where are earnings likely to what I want to be directionally correct, not hyper specifically correct on this current financial year. Mm. And I look at I mean, I said I don't own shares. Well, the main reason I don't is not because I don't like the company. I think as far as people who make steel products, they do a very good job. Mm. It's just a very tough industry. Mm. And they are beholden to international commodity markets, different input costs, power charges, energy, you know, everything. Yep. And it's it's just, it's diabolically hard to guess at. I think that's another really good lesson for investors is that we feel as though we should be able to form a view on every company. And as a as a bit of a talking head, I fell into that trap in the early, you know, oh, what do you think about? I said, oh, here's what I think about that. And as I've gotten a bit older and wiser, I've realized that actually the most, the wisest answer you can often give is I don't know. Um, because if you don't know, you don't know. The good thing is there's 2000 stocks out there, right? And I would say that probably at least three quarters of the stocks on the ASX, I put on the too hard basket. Mm. Um, they could be great companies, but I... I Buffett talks about, I don't want 10-foot bars to hurdle over. I want a one-foot bar I can step over. Now, every company's got challenges with forecasting. But if I'm looking at, I don't know, um, well, well, that's a great example, right? I, I, I think you can, if we have to guess at what the per share earnings are in three or five years, 
we'll get a difference of view, but there won't be much of a widespread and where we think it could be. Mm. If you ask 10 people where Blue Scope is going to be in five years, you get a very widespread. And that's just because of there's all this added degree of difficulty in, because, you know, with, with Woolies, it's a non-discretionary retailer. People are going to need toilet paper and baked beans, you know, no matter what. Um, people might not need to put a new roof on their house or a new collar bond fence up if mm. things are tough. So it did, again, it's not a bad thing. It's just something to be aware of is that if, Again, first principles, if everything on on my valuation comes back to forecasting the future, I want something that is easier to forecast mm, mm. Uh, than, than something that's more difficult to forecast. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, that, and I'm usually a little bit negative on commodity companies and people think, you know, I hate mining or I don't. It's a very important endeavor for society and mm. I wish them the very best of luck. But I also know my limitations as an investor. I just don't know what the iron ore price is going to be next year, let alone the year after that. Um, and and I generally know that 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 com- these are highly cyclical industries, highly commodified industries, um, uh, uh, just difficult. And I'll go and swim in the kiddies pool and leave that to the adults because mm. there are other companies out there that have really reliable, stable earnings. And, and then more, more boring, I, yeah. I grant you, but but they 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 make your life a lot easier. Why am I buying, holding, or selling a share? If you can't answer that basic question, then you don't have a plan. I know. I invested for many years without a plan. The best investors are ruthless in executing their plans. I've been fortunate to meet many great investors on the podcast. Tony Kynaston is one of the best. He has a clear and systematic approach to investing that is honest, sensible, and methodical. It's also worked for over two decades, and he's a great guy. It's called QAV, Quality at Value. QAV now offer an excellent light plan for only $29 per month. You can follow their buy and sell recommendations and learn the ropes. And the first month is free when you use the promo code SFBLIGHT. Go to qavpodcast.com.au to sign up. That's qavpodcast.com.au using the promo code SFBLIGHT. Past performance is not a guarantee of future returns. Please read the QAV FSG and consult a financial professional before investing. I receive a small commission for services I recommend, and I only recommend services I use myself. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 